okay, everybody, guess what? We back. We are back. So, what's going on with you, friend? Oh, man. A lot and nothing at the same time. How about that? <laughs> that sounds then, like an ox. Yeah, that yeah, sounds like... Moving around and doing things and just staying busy the best mm-hmm. I can. Other than that, I mean, it's been pretty decent, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely, I can vouch for that, you know, in the Christmas. You know what? Time going by fast. Yes. Like, let me tell you how fast time going by. So last week, uh, you know, my job, the schedule I have now, I kind of work on Sundays a lot. And so I switch with people. Well, so I know Friday I was supposed to work like 730 to like three or something like that. And so I came, to, I thought it was like Thursday. I came to work on at six o'clock because I thought it was Thursday. So I walk in and, and, and my man, my boss was like, uh, baby, what you doing here? I say, uh, I'm here to work. She said, well, you don't come till 730. I said, no, I come at 730 on Friday. Well, she said, well, baby, what do you think it is? The week had flew by that fast. I, I've been thinking it was a day like, and, and this is what's crazy. So, you know, my mom has church on Thursday nights. It's some women's thing. Um, and she was having church. And I was like, that's kind of weird on a Wednesday. Why is she having church tonight? It never dawned on me that it was Thursday. So I been I was like a day behind the entire week. And like November, it's, 50, it's, it's November the 15th right now. No, it's almost over. Mm-hmm. It's almost over. Like I need to go get a new Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to, it's like a lot. It's like, it's coming so fast. I got to get these gifts. My baby's about to turn seven. Ooh. Yeah, man. They about to turn seven. So it's just kind of flying by. And I, and I think the older you get, the faster time go by. Cause you remember back in the day when we used to go to USAC, it's like lifetime waiting on, on USAC to get here in the summertime. And now it seems like it go by and, and it's gone before we even notice it. So I don't know. Give it a credit to old age. Um, and so how the kids? They're good. You know, Deja's in her mm-hmm. second year, second semester. Is it second year? Second, second, no, not second semester. It's a it's second, second year. year. So she's, a soft, she's in her sophomore year of college. Mm. Um, she loves it. Uh, She's starting to, like, really be able to, like, go to class. You know, everything's kind of opened up a little bit more since last semester when they were, like, all locked down with COVID, with Mm -hmm. the COVID restrictions. So she actually goes to class now, and they have, you know, stuff on campus and, you know, making friends, finding out people ain't your friend. Like, all that stuff is happening for her. That's pretty dope. I mean, it's not dope not, you know, finding the fake friends, but it is kind of dope that she know who real and who fake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wanted my daughter, so Jocelyn, you know, she's uh and, and I say this all the time about all of you know our kids, they they got the best sense in the world except for common sense. But my baby, first of all, you know, she just started going to uh she moved, you know, her mom moved to Keithville, so they go to school in Keithville. She just started going there and she's already run up like she's in the in the 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 runnings for a student of the year. I don't know how they come up with it. But that's how they come up with it. And then I got I have a meeting with her, like with her school on the first about because they're saying they think she's gifted. 
Um, and so they wanted, want me to come to the school and kind of discuss, you know, her future, uh, for school. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's not overwhelming, but it's just kind of, I don't know. Cause I'm trying to, I try to read her on how she, and she, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't affect her at all. That's like the whole, yeah, it is. But she's just, I don't know. Like she ain't got common sense, but my baby is book smart. She got, she got book sense. So it's just us, us bragging on our kids. Now it's a lot of stuff been going on since we, we haven't recorded in, in a few months and, you know, we've been having a lot going on, whether, you know, in the world, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, fam- family and friends going through things, but we've been, we haven't just been chilling. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, we both lost some people that we knew um, close to us. And, you know, that's something that I don't want to go over at all. Uh, <laughs> yes, and so, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So now we've been having a lot of controversy going on in the media. Right. Um, there's a few things. Uh, more recently, you know, the the Kyle Rittenhouse, his, his, his trial is going on right now. They've actually did the closing today as far as the closing remarks um now i don't know how long it's going to take for that to, for them to actually come up with guilty or not guilty um but i don't know watching that i've been watching it and it's been playing on tiktok i'm not i'm not, I'm not promoting tiktok or nothing like that but i've tiktok you know different ones post live videos on tiktok so i was watching on tiktok and just feel like that judge is very biased and he's very um I don't know. I get a streak of racism in them. Like I can, you know how you can kind of feel who one word, who, who one shy word away from saying the N word. He, he fits that. Um, it's a lot of things that, uh, the prosecution tried to bring forth and he kept snubbing them. And it's like, he was trying to the entire time. He always tries to embarrass and questions his, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, it's, it's a crazy, like what's driving, the world today um, is very racially driven. Oh yeah. Very, you know, very agenda driven. Meaning, you know, you have all this uh, the push for homosexuality, um, and trans people, which kind of a segue into me talking about my boy Dave Chappelle. Now, did you watch that stand up? Have you watched it? I have not watched it yet. It's on my list. Yeah. I mean, you're missing a treat. I mean, because, and, and I think for you to really get it, like I've been watching Dave Chappelle since like Killing Me Softly and, um, you know, his older stand-up, which a lot, a lot of black people kind of, you know, gravitated to. Um, And that's the argument of a lot of black uh, comedians is that, man, black people wouldn't ride with him. I've been riding with Dave Chappelle. Like his, uh, his stand-ups to me are funny. And so, this this new uh you know comedy that he's bringing ever since he got like the first Netflix uh Netflix special he's telling jokes but he's talking real stuff like he mixes in real with jokes and people are just like this last uh stand up special that's the same thing he was doing. And, and he was saying some real stuff and people just got offended. And then the thing about it, Chris, it's not the people of that community that got upset. It's the people that claim to be 
um, allies of that of that movement. You know what I'm saying? I um like on TikTok, I had to unfollow some people who I really admired as as creators because of the way that they uh, attacked the whole situation. And I don't know, it's just I don't know, it's just kind of don't get me wrong, and I know and I know a few trans people that I'm okay with. I don't have a problem with trans people, but I just it just kind of bothers me that the agenda's being pushed um that it has to be accepted because I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm like I said, I'm cool with trans people and I accept trans people to be who they are, but you can't force everyone to be okay with it. Like people may say some, some stupid stuff, but I mean, it's their right. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know, this guy was saying, you know, why do trans people have to be the butt of all his jokes? And that's not true. Like, you really have to watch him. You have to watch him from every special he got on HBO. And you'll, not HBO, I'm sorry, on Netflix. And you'll see the transition of his his comedy. Because um, he's going to say what he want to say. But the, these last two, um, I think the other one was, uh, what's the name of it? I can't think of the name of it right now. Um the one he did before this close, the, the closer. Um, and I'm going to tell you because I don't want to. I, I hate to have an idea and I can't remember anything. Uh, Sticks and Stones. You have to watch Stick, the Sticks and Sticks and Stones is heavy on home on, on like sexuality. And, and what do you know? He did it in, in Atlanta. <laughs> he did it in Atlanta. He's a very he's a very intelligent man. He did it in Atlanta and uh it's it's a classic. And then he did this one. I'm not sure where he I'm not sure where he did it, but it's a classic. San Francisco, I think. Was it San Francisco? I don't remember. But he did it and I think he picked San Francisco if it was because San Francisco is a very large community for homosexuals and so he did it there purposely and so it's just i don't know man people people for one are too sensitive um people need to let comics be comics and true they i mean maybe some things that come off as offensive but i mean who wants to hear something about themselves what do you what do you take on what's what's your take on that? You need to watch that special though. I'm gonna check it out. Um my take on it is I mean, I'm a big fan of Paul Mooney. So if you've ever listened to Paul Mooney, Dave Chappelle oh. is lightweight compared to how Paul Mooney used to go in. So, you know, when you listen to conscious comedians, sometimes people don't get the joke because it's about them. Or right. it's, it's something that they have a sensitivity to. But I don't think that it needs to be counseled. I feel like Dave Chappelle has been Dave Chappelle from day one. Um, He's been right. unapologetic from day one. So when everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't believe. I'm like, but y'all probably was like watching the Dave Chappelle show, you know, eating popcorn, like religiously, knowing the quotes and everything. Yeah. So it was okay when he did it on the show because he went too far sometimes on there. But. It was Dave Chappelle. Mm. So, you know, it's like they pick and choose when something offends them. But, yeah, I do believe that people are. And then one thing that bothered me was 
one person had a problem with it and the bandwagon is just kind of ran with it. I'm like, come on. And then when you ask, like, you know, go in detail, tell me why you really don't really care for it. They didn't have no, no substance. Not nothing at all. But you know what was okay. And this kind of goes back to you speaking on, on uh, Paul Mooney. So one of the arguments about it is they saying that um, Dave Chappelle's not of that community. Right. Um, and see the thing about it, when he was saying the N word with impunity, they thought it was funny. What was the outrage then? Right. It's, and so, but see the thing about Paul Mooney, he was a homosexual. And so I don't know if they accepted it more coming from him, but I mean, they, they try to say, you know, because you're not part of that community, you shouldn't be able to joke about them. But that's kind of, I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of backwards because a lot of times, you know, and, and like I said, these are people who are most times not even trans. They're like people who claim to be allies of clan. Like they, they want to be treated like everyone else, but you can't joke with me about that though. But we can, if you want to be treated like everybody, you got to be treated like everybody in all aspects. But, um, it's just, I don't know, cancel culture is kind of ridiculous and it's not real. And Dave Chappelle, you know, he was talking about how people was talking about him on Twitter. He's like, he don't care because Twitter is not a real place. And so it doesn't matter. So he is he is one person that cannot be canceled. Um, I remember they, they, they tried to cancel LeBron James for him talking about the Kyle Wittenhouse. I think that's the boy, Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse, about him crying. And the and the woman that went at at, at LeBron end up losing her her deal on on selling clothes. So you gotta you know you gotta pick your battles. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely you gotta pick your battles. Yeah, you definitely gotta pick your battles. But I just I don't know, man. It's just the agenda of things are ridiculous, and people are getting bold. Like um, you know they had the little situation with Little Nas and Boosie, right? Um, Boosie went on a rant you know, kind of posting. So that, that kind of fizzled down and some big gay dude come up to look, come up to, I don't know if he's even gay. He probably just trolling. He come up to Boosie and talking about what he going to do. And Boosie stepped to him and the dude backed up and Boosie's son pulled him and said, come on, let's go. But like these people need to stop playing. Like, you know, people are, are at Boosie talking about, you know, Lil Nas is worth this much and he's worth this much. But let me tell you something. Some people you can't you can't play with everybody like that. And Lil Nas, you know, he he's joking and messing with Boosie, but don't realize Boosie is not the dude to play with. They need to be telling him to stop and, and leave it alone. It's just a whole lot of foolishness going on right now. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times people feel like that because they are who they think they are, that they can say those things and they can do those things. And I think sometimes people need to step back and realize that, you know, when I take this microphone off or when I, you know, I'm done with this show or whatever, I still have a family. I still have a life to live. And you don't want certain things to be your definers. And I think sometimes people now, they don't think about how things can define them or you know why are you picking at people let people be who they're gonna be let people live the life they're gonna live don't don't be trying to act like you rough and tough because you're behind a microphone or a keyboard because everybody's mm-hmm. not built the same 
And it's crazy. We was talking about Dave Chappelle. I learned within the last couple of years that a lot of these comedians, they more gangster than some of these gangsters out here. Facts. You know, and I didn't know that. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, they are out here like they've had to get it in the mud for real, for real. So when you step to them, you need to be prepared. You know, so sometimes people don't know, you know what they portray over social media or in their records, but you don't know the real person. Right. That's true, man. That is definitely true. Um, So I just like, I don't know, man. I just wish everything, I, I don't want to say everything go back to the way it was, but it's just ridiculous now, man. Everything is, is has something to do with agenda. And it's kind of, it's getting old. Um, and it was something else I wanted to bring up. Um, I can't really... I can't really remember it right now. It'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um, so, so what is this? This is, uh, what are your plans for the holidays? Thanksgiving. I'm just going to spend it with my kids. We, they's just coming home from school. So we're going to just hang out, probably cook like a regular little dinner, just kind of spend some time together. Um, that's really it. Like, really just chill at the house, watch movies, probably go grab our favorite foods and stuff. You know, um, we want to keep it kind of low-key. This semester, Deja hasn't been home as much. So, when she does come home, it's always because we're going somewhere or something's going on. So, this would be the first time when we can just, like, sit still, you know, and just enjoy each other's company and talk and hang out. Um, so, I'm not really doing anything for Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, my parents may be down here for Christmas. More than likely, they will. So, Christmas Christmas may be a little bit more lit <laughs> than Thanksgiving, and I'm okay with that. Um, because you know we don't when we work when you're a working human, you don't get a week off like the kids do. You know, so yeah, yeah, you blink you right back at work. So it's not enough of days off to even really make any moves. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's dope. I think for Thanksgiving, um, I mean, we might do like normal little finger foods and things like that for Christmas. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, their mom just got a house out in Keyville. Um, so we might go out there and, and do something. But definitely, you know, in my career, we're going to have, you know, Christmas tree gifts um, and things like that. You know, what's what's pretty awesome. Thanksgiving week, I work. I think I, I work Sunday and Monday, and then I'm off until the next Sunday. This was so. So that's that's pretty dope. I, I really, I, I probably should have just took took a shift here here or there, but um, I'm looking forward to that just being off. You know what I'm saying? And um, of course, the kids are gonna be with me, so I'm not really gonna be. Let me tell you something, man. I was thinking like about myself and, and 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 like what how I was back in the gap and how I am now. Um and I was approached uh by this female. And I was thinking like 
how I would have handled that particular, and I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it was a situation where I was kind of propositioned and I was, and I wasn't entertained at all. You know, I didn't entertain it. And I was thinking like, man, if I didn't have my kids, it's crazy how kids can kind of completely change your train of thought and completely change the way you do things. Because back in the day, I would have been pursuing, let alone somebody propositioning me. Um, And so now uh, I've kind of like, I don't know. First of all, my first thought is my kids in any situation. That's my first thought. I remember somebody uh, asked me, like, what what goals or what goals do I have? Um, You know, what do I see myself in five years? And I said, well, I want to be I want my kids to be succeeding in what they want to do. You know, Jocelyn at that time, she'll be 16. No, she'll be. She'll be 15. You know, my twins will be 11, 12. And so I think now, because I've, I've lived, I've done, like, I'm not going to be that old dude in the club trying to, trying to relive because I didn't get to do it when I was that age. I've done all that. So I'm, I think now I'm kind of at the, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. I'm not going to say satisfied, but what's a good word, Chris? Um, Content. I'm very content. I'm very content. I I'm, I don't know. I just I'm more concerned now of how my my kids experience in things it's, before myself. Like, it's easy, you know, it's crazy. You know, I've been a mom since I was 20. Oh wow! So for me, it's like I'm now trying to learn who I am. I now, granted, I ain't mm. gonna be the the 40 plus in the club. That ain't me. Period. But I do have, want to get to know what I enjoy. I want to go and take trips and, you know, things that because in 10 years, Deja will be, she turned 20 in March. So she'll be 30 and Alyssa will be 21, I think, somewhere in there. But I want to make sure that I have... I know who I am and I have something outside of my children that fulfills me because right. I became a parent at a little bit younger age. So for me, I didn't, I did some things, you know, but I was always, like you said, the, considering my children and I don't mm-hmm. regret that at all. I feel like that me as a mother, that was important to me to be present for my children. And I feel like I did a really good job of being present and continue to try to be a, a good parent and be present. But I do understand that as they get older, I need to find myself so that, you know, I do know who I am and, you know, have a life outside of just being a parent. So, you know, I don't think I'm going to be wilding out, you know, doing crazy stuff like that. But I do want to, you know, not be the parent that be sitting at home like waiting on my kids to get here. I ain't got nothing to do. Just waiting on the kids. You know, and be disappointed when kids don't come home and, you know, stuff like that. So. And see, I'm the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, st- I had my first child at 30. Right. And actually, 30, I turned 31, like, uh, I turned 31 the week and a day after she was born. And so, throughout my, uh, my, my 20s up to my 30s, 
I was out every weekend. I used to drive out of town every Thursday to go clubbing. And, like, they got old. They got real old. And, like, it's just so many things now that just don't tickle my fancy at all. Um, And, like, and I remember I, I watched uh, Mike Tyson when he talks about how he didn't want to train because it kind of it works his ego. He don't want his ego to come back. And I feel the same way about me and my ego as far as dealing with, you know, the opposite sex. Because I think I was very arrogant at that time, somewhat. Not purposely. No, see, (laughs) I'm I'm being realistic. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to walk around knowing that I can do this and I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to walk around knowing that I could go over there and, and talk to this chick or, you know, a blasey blasey. I don't want that thought no more. And, like, I walk around. When I'm walking, I'm looking straight ahead. I'm not looking at nothing. I don't want to catch no eye. And I don't want no eye catching me. However, now I am conversing with someone. Right? Of course, and we've t- we've talked about this, Chris. Okay, um, look, I ain't got but, no update, so let's be clear. Yeah, it's not no. I mean, we're not like date, like we're not, and you know, you know how you got titles sometimes. Yeah. There ain't no titles, but I mean, it is a constant. Um, I, I try to choose my words wisely when I talk about significant others that I'm talking to now, because sometimes you can scare them. It's like the last time I talked about somebody, I think I kind of scared them off <laughs> when I was talking about them. So I kind of, I kind of pick, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of reluctant sometimes to kind of bring that up, but I don't know. I so don't does know. this person know about your best friend? Uh, she should. I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, we never, I don't uh, know. Nothing. I mean the betrayal. <laughs> no, no, never, well, never. I just never. I, honestly, I haven't dated anybody where I had to bring it up, so I don't even know how that even would work. So, I, I my heart goes out to however you have to bring. Yeah, it's gonna come up though, but I mean, I mean, she know you, so yeah, yeah. it's not gonna be no awkwardness or nothing. Maybe. I'm just wondering, you know. No. No awkwardness. No awkwardness at all. Yeah. But I think I've gotten timid in my old age. You know? Yeah, man, I'm very timid. I'm very, um, I'm, I'm not as outspoken. I'm not going to say shy because I'll talk to anybody, but I will say um, I'm more of a, a listener than a talker. You know what I'm saying? And it's just I don't entertain like somebody. Um, that we know kind of basically welcomed me, welcomed me to to their place they they live to come over and and do some grown up stuff. And I just and I, and not and and no disrespect to her, um, I just didn't really. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't have a desire. Like it was nothing in me. Like back in the day, I broke my neck to get over there. But now I'm just kind of. When I have time, I'm I'm a very busy person, and like my my job right now is securing the bag, and so that's all I really care about. I don't care about all that other stuff, you know. Did I tell you I was on the dating app? Oh, let's talk about it. <sighs> it didn't go well. Um, I gave myself six weeks. 
um, I came to the conclusion that that's just not how my story is going to be written. Um, I immediately after like getting everything completed and like putting it out there, immediately start having anxiety. Um, and when I wasn't getting the attention that I thought I would get from the app, I began to kind of like self-correct myself based on the app. Mm-hmm. So I knew it wasn't healthy. Uh, but I, I promised everyone who I spoke to about it that I would give it six weeks. And after the six weeks, I deleted it. But um, I did feel better after I deleted it. So, you know, I do, I'm out, I am in a position now where I'm ready to date, but I just, I don't know how that's going to look for me, but I know now that I've done the app that I don't think that's my route. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit too traditional for the app, if that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I tried it. I, um, I put the pictures up and even selecting my pictures. I was like, you know, I'm not putting my butt out there. I'm not putting my boob. I'm not doing all of that. I'm not putting no pictures up there with pounds of makeup on because that's not who I am. So Mm -hmm. my pictures are going to represent who I am. And I think that was me being true to myself was very important when I went out there on the app, but it just didn't lend me what I was looking for. So all right well do you mind like which one were you on hinge hinge oh yes i've been on hinge well let me tell you about me and those date sites i i get on frequently right um and i never i never go through with it you know what i'm saying like i'm, I'm just a big waste of time when i'm on the app like i i'll you know Somebody will like a photo and then I'll, you know, respond or whatever. And then, you know, they'll be messaging daily and, and vice versa. But it never goes anywhere. Like, I don't plan on it going anywhere. So it never goes anywhere. And so I, tr- I don't know. I try to like not download them, but I find myself doing it often just for just for something to do because I'd be bored. You know what I'm saying? And But in actuality, there are some people who are really looking for something on there. Like we talked about, uh, you know, what's her face when she was on it? Did she ever like find somebody first time? Yeah. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And I think you, but the thing is, I feel like you have to be intentional. You have to be on there. You have to be active. You, you know what I'm saying? I think for me, that just didn't work. Right. And I'm in a different dating pool as well. You know, right. from early 30s to I'm 40. So my dating pool looks a lot different. And so most of the True. guys that are in my dating pool on those apps are not looking for someone my age. Mm. Y'all tend to like I mean, younger. And I say y'all because I'm in your age group now. <laughs> oh, like I'm welcoming you. Don't fake on me, man. You ain't. You are not that much younger than me. Like we're one year apart. <laughs> okay, you are not. You are not that much. I remember your your daughter tried to play me, man. I almost told her something. You said you her old man. You old man to her. Hey, it is what it is. I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You know, run with the youngins. She's even but, on apps. Um, your guy baby's uh, on apps. 
No, she not. <laughs> no, she is not. That's how college kids meet people. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. It's it's different out here. You know, you, you go hang out at places and stuff. People don't even look up and make eye contact. You know, you got a mask on, so you wondering if the person got issues under the mask. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, how do you date in twenty twenty one? No one has it's, an it's answer. Diff- That's like a freaking riddle. It's difficult because, like, I wanna I wanna go out, but then COVID, you know, I don't really want to go out. But because um, you know, at one point, my baby had got COVID, Jocelyn. Um, but she didn't have no symptoms. She wasn't sick. You know, her brother and sisters, they around her constantly that everybody got tested. Nobody had it. Their mom didn't have it. Uh, when we went back, she didn't have it no more. And I don't know. It's, I guess it's some forms of COVID where you don't have symptoms. Yep, asymptomatic. Cause she, cause she never lost her sense of taste, smell. She was never coughing, never sick. Nobody in the house was ever sick. Cause you know, I'm, I'm vaccinated. My, you know, my mom's vaccinated. And her mom got vaccinated as well. Um, but I don't know about that booster, though, uh, friend. I don't need friend. I'm going to tell you, my uncle took the booster. And he told me, don't take it. He said, because the way it made him feel after he took it, he didn't think he was going to make it. But see, the thing, too, when I was talking to this nurse lady, this nurse that go to our church, she actually met with the women of the church and was talking about it. They said it's very important mm-hmm. that you get the same vaccine booster that you got a vaccine because they were actually right. just giving them whatever was available oh no nah. and if you do that it's kind of mixing those manufacturers and you don't know if something just may be off or whatever your body may not receive it as well so as she said it's super important that if you're going to get it you want to make sure that you're not mixing um manufacturers right so but yeah mm. So I'm trying to, I actually was crazy. I, I was looking today to try to see if I can get um, my little one her vaccine since now they've opened it up to 5 through 11. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of reluctant, like giving Gabriel, you know, Gabriel got asthma. Yeah. And I remember uh, someone at our church, she's an adult and her doctor, t- you know, basically suggested to her that she don't take the vaccine because of her asthma. Um, And so I'm kind of reluctant on giving it to Gabriel. Um, and I mean, we've been, you know, yeah, we've been very cautious and, you know, very not, you know, we've been real thought, you know, we've been really like everywhere we go, we keep in mind, you know, six feet, um, or, you know, something like it. Cause you know, it's kind of, you know, cause I remember when Walmart, when, when COVID first came, you got that six feet, you know what I'm saying? Now, I mean, they write up on, man, what they write on your neck. I just choose to shop at different times, though. That's honestly what's worked for me. Um, I had went in the store the other night. I think it it had been a weekend. Um, Saturday morning, I went in the store. Man, it was packed. I'm talking about every aisle had people on. I was like, whoo. But I normally go like on a Tuesday night and get my groceries. If I'm going to get groceries. Um. I, when I go out to dinner, still, most places I choose to eat it, they're never packed. I don't go on pack nights. I don't want to be in the restaurant on Saturday night. You know, I try to, I try to do my best 
to make choices that I feel going to keep me safe and comfortable. Um, there's things that I've attended um, and didn't take my baby because she's not vaccinated. Right. You know, so it's just like, just I'm more conscious. I try not to live in fear, but I do try to live in, in consciousness that there is something out there. You know, um, right. like I say, after after losing my homegirl, that just really kind of took me to a point of just being a little bit even more cautious than I was. I had kind of let my guard down a little bit, to be honest, you know, and mm, yeah. kind of put it right back up in a way. Right. So. so now this is a little controversy that I want to talk about. What do you think about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith? Um. Okay, so she did an interview. Well, not an interview, but she was on her show, and she was talking about how uh, how difficult it is. Well, not necessarily how difficult it is with, with having sex with Will, but not. She wasn't speaking specifically on. It. So, you know, everybody, of course, when she said it, everybody saying she constantly, you know, uh, down in her husband, and um, I don't think she was necessarily saying uh, it was difficult with Will. I think she was just speaking in general how. You know, you have a, a mate and you expect them to, like, know what you need without them, without you having to tell them. You know what I'm saying? And so people kind of took it wrong. And so they they saying that she constantly just looking for ways to embarrass Will Smith. You know, she's still on Tupac. You know how people, um, everybody, you know, people just love jumping on uh, bandwagon, saying different things. I actually... You know, I I didn't watch the whole interview because I don't like to hear her talk. But I I actually listened to that part, or even or the genesis of that part and how the conversation. Because she had Gwyneth Cap, uh, Paltrow, of all people, yeah. she had Gwyneth Paltrow on the show, and they was talking about when they were young and how they had, you know, how their sex drive was when they was young and um, things like that. And so when she was talking about that, and she was like. It was it was hard when she was young because she expected him to know what she needed without her telling him. And she was like, uh, if you love me, you'll know, you know, just. Just, you know, just speaking in general, but people, like I said, they took it as she was saying now that it was difficult for him uh, for him to please her sexually. But that's not what she was saying. And then, you know, people, the thing about people is they jump on bandwagons and they jump on it. You know, you, you say anything, if it's interesting, they're going to go with it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to follow it and then try to make it trend out. But don't nobody care about G- Jada Pinkett Smith no more, man. Not really. And then, you know, story came out that he goes on vacations with his ex-wife without Jada. And so... It's just a whole a whole bunch of mess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with these people. I mean, they, sure they have an open marriage. Everybody knows it, but I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of times people kind of add fuel to things that really don't need it. And my I don't think thing, that my my whole thing on that is, and I'm 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 gonna say something about Jaden, and then I got another little part. When you don't, when you agree to something at, your, at an early age and you evolve and you change that agreement up, either you need to vocalize that you're not in cool with the situation, you know, cool with the agreement anymore, 
or you move around because you're not cool with the agreement no more. You got to do something. You can't sit there and continue to let things be what they are because that's what you signed up for if you change your mind. Because right. everybody can change their mind. It may have been, you know, yeah, I'm cool today with us just being the way we are and nothing serious, this, that, and the third. But if I get five years down the line, we've been together and I want more, I got to vocalize I want more. And if you tell me that you don't want more, I got to be okay with moving on if that's not what I want to continue to agree to. But see, you know, that's the typical... It's not going to have no... Um, it's not going to have... Yeah, that makes sense, though. You know, it's it's not always going to look like you want it to look. It's not always going to um, to go as planned. But in any relationship, friendship, anything, you have to reassess it to make sure that we still on the same page. We still have the same goals or the same um, desires for this relationship. And when that changes, you need to be man or woman enough to move on. Yeah, that that's very true. Um, that's very true. But I mean, who really like? It's easy to say that, but you know how people say, like I was saying, um, people say, "Well, this ain't gonna be nothing." But once you actually get to it, somebody somebody catch feelings, yep. and then it yep. it becomes something else. But another thing so, too, I feel, and this I may be wrong. The help we don't get counsel. The counsel culture don't get us. But I feel like we're competing with dead people and people that ain't even in Jada Pussy no more. <laughs> and I think a lot of guys do that. Because if a dude asks me, you know, and we slept together, something to do be like, hey, was I the best you ever had? And I say, no, you can't get mad. Because I'm honest. I'm telling you, you're not the best. I'm with, I'm with you. You may not be the best. You it, it may have been somebody that knocked my walls down. And that's that's that. That's a golden rule though. You never asked it. <laughs> it's not a smart question. It's just like us asking y'all y'all body count. It it doesn't benefit you. You you literally have gotten information and stored it in your head that you didn't need. So it's just like don't ask questions that you're not prepared for the answer of. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't go. Yeah, that's something you don't ask. That's like something. That's like asking, you know, when you get done, um, how was it? <laughs> you don't ask that. <laughs> like, let me tell you something. If you don't tell me in your actions of us doing what we're doing, I don't need to know. Because I should know how I did. I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, you know how you did. You know if you knocked, if you knocked a a few inches off, or you know if you really ain't do nothing. You know. Right. And I mean, and that doesn't mean that we can't get to a point. If I'm really feeling you, we can get to a point where we can get where we need to get for each other. Right. But to sit there and be like, well, I'm trying to get to where that dude was, who you said was the best. Uh, Oh, Why? This is the biggest mistake you can make is living up to what somebody else did. You better find your lane. 
find and it. don't try to and find it and, and 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 swerve in your lane and do whatever you need to do in your lane. But trying to get over in another person's lane or looking at somebody else's car, you're gonna wreck your own. Mm, facts. So very much. I feel like that sometimes. I feel like that when you hear Will talk, he's talking as though he is. He's not secure with what he's able to present to Jada. You know how sometimes they be like, "Man, I got the girl." So they always like feel like they in an interview stage or they always feel like they trying to get the job. You have the girl. You have her. Now, what do you do with her? Now, granted, I feel like Jada's um, sex drive doesn't give lend her to be married and lend her to be with one person. But there's people out there that are okay with it. And I don't think Will is one of those guys. Because Will had a fantasy in his mind of what his wife was going to look like and be like and and how it was going to go. And then he ended up with Jada and the puzzle piece didn't ever fit. No, no, it really didn't. But, you know, I don't know if he because I remember he was he should I don't know. Maybe he should have stayed with his wife. Maybe. But she wasn't industry. And he felt like that getting with Jada was going to help the industry whole look that he was trying to get. And some of these people who do that, they do stuff like that because they listen to the wrong people. You have the LL Cool J's and the Samuel L. Jackson's and the Denzel Washington's who got 40, 50 years with their spouses and they happy. But they not industry people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like their spouses are not. But it's somebody that they loved. So it's either like you're going to do it as a, you're going to sacrifice love for the industry or you're going to have love and then, you know, let the chips fall as they may. Right. Cause people be like, Oh, we're a power couple. I don't want to be a power couple. <laughs> I want to be the one you come home to and talk about the crazy people at the place. I don't want to be the person that have to show face and show up and smile. And you know what I'm saying? Even when I'm not wanting to be there, I will do that. But I feel like that sometimes power couples, they both are trying to be moguls and neither one of them want to be the submissive. One. Right. And I think right now right. in their current marriage, Will has become the submissive partner. I don't. I wouldn't even say submissive. I just think. Let me see. Okay, this is this is my take on it. I think I think Will has done his dirt. Oh my god! Yes. And I, <laughs> and I think that she she's doing her thing. But the only thing that messed it up was when that boy came out and told oh, them yeah. what happened. And you know, you got a young, emotional, druggy, because uh, he was on drugs. Um, and I think that that I don't know. I don't think she thought that through. She should have. I don't know. She. That, I don't know. That's kind of sick if you think about it, bro. Like that's your son's friend. That's like that's like me messing with one of Deja's friends. You know what I'm saying? If I like go, you know, we come. I come to your house on the holiday, and she brought one of her friends home from school, and then here I go giving her some pills and some liquor, and and having a time with her. That that's sick. It is. But because it's a woman and a man, as opposed to you know a dude getting with his daughter's friend, it's not. It's looked at different, but it's it's the same scenario. I don't get that portion. 
that kind of makes me that, that kind of bothers me that that kind of thing happens but that's neither here nor there I don't know I don't know yeah I think that a lot of times people be again two people go get into situations and they allow so much to the point where they can't even keep up with what they allowed you know, it's like, oh, I ain't worried about this. She good. Oh, I ain't tripping. Yeah, she got a little friend. Oh, I know she flirted a lot. You know, and then down the line, you start looking back and like, I hate when you do that. Stop going around smiling these dudes' faces. You know what I'm saying? So then you want to run down everything you hate, but you excused it before. So it seems like sometimes right. people say the quote, like it's coming out of left field. But I think sometimes it's not coming out of left field. Mm-hmm. It's been there the whole time and you just been suppressing it and trying to um be um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You kind of try to be um accommodating to your partner right. until you get embarrassed on public TV because August Alcinia thought it was okay to publicize the fact that he was messing with your wife. So now when he got in the public eye. Everything you were okay with, you're no longer okay with. Or you out there looking like a dummy. Right. But you know what? I think if if she would have jumped on it right away, it wouldn't even been nothing. But they kind of let it settle a little bit too long. They gave him the microphone too long. That's what I think. For real, this dude was doing interviews. Yes. <laughs> Somebody pull him and get some paperwork in place. And then he made a song with uh, who was that? Rick Ross. Yep. He made a song with Rick Ross. Like it's just, and, and see now it's gone. You see all that was, but it could have been nothing. Period. I mean, it, it fizzled away fast, but people don't forget, like Jada. The way she was like talking about it during their interview, you know, with him and her at the red table, like it wasn't nothing. Yeah, because she she also kind of struck me as odd because she was like, yeah, I. but then the thing, too, I don't know if you watched. There was another interview that they did at the table, too. And he was saying, Will was like, yeah, I had bought this and I did this and I built this house and this, that, and the other. And he was doing all of that, thinking that that's what he needed to do to keep his family. But it was mm-hmm. never a conversation that he had with her to see how what he needed to do to keep the family. Like what was what what was it derailing it? So I think sometimes when you, men sometimes will come up with their own ways to fix a situation without asking what's wrong. Right. Yeah, communication is key, man. Absolutely. Even when it ain't a good conversation. Even when the communication ain't a positive communication, we can love on each other all day long and gas each other up and use use the you're handsome, you're beautiful, you know, I, you know all those things. But can you tell me when I pissed you off? Sure. Can you tell me when I did something that offended you or that you didn't like? Are you okay with doing that? And I think sometimes as as women and as men, we we sometimes don't say when something doesn't feel well because we don't want to cause any conflict or we don't want to be, you know, shake any feathers. So we tend to be like, you know what, I ain't gonna say nothing when you probably should. Yeah, we too, we too. Um, 
we so we we want to have positivity a little too hard, and sometimes that positivity can just be fake. Be fake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you annoy me when you chew, I need to tell yes. you that you annoy me when you chew. I don't like the way you eat food. Like you, you gotta tell people that because that stuff can build right. up. Right? Oh, I don't like the fact that every time we want to have dinner, you cooking me Alfredo out of a jar. I'm just playing. But- uh, shut up. <laughs> well, that's the that's the that is like the start of meal for all. I'm cooking you some Alfredo. Like if you cooking it out of the jar, and you over thirty, we need to talk. Come on, let me tell you the recipe. Don't do that no more. Don't do that. I don't need that. <laughs> don't have a man's stomach hurting. He don't know why. Don't do him like that. <laughs> crazy. You crazy. But no. <laughs> so there are a couple things. I, right. There's a couple things I want to do. Uh, one thing is a video chat with, while we're doing the podcast. That's one thing I want to do. Um. Another thing I want to make sure that we do is we put out content um, at least twice a month, and you know if something awesome happens, uh, we can put we can put some out prior to that. But as far as like the base goes, um, every other week, okay, you know every or at least every two weeks of a month. I mean, if it's an extra week, we're just gonna get a day off. Um, and I also want the listeners. To send us some, send us something. Like, let us know what y'all want to hear about. Let us know if you have something going on with you, whether it's a, you know, something that you had to deal with as a child. Maybe it's something, um, and, and, and trust me, it's not, nobody's going to know, you know, we got this from Kate. I mean, if you want us to talk about something that, you know, to help you cope with it and deal with it, we are. We we know we don't know everything, but we know a lot about a lot, and so I think between the two of us, um, we can definitely hit what you want to hear about and what you're going through on the head between the two of us. Um, also, we want to definitely uh, have some you know have guests, uh, professionals, also talking about some serious serious subjects i think you know our next our next show is going to be an awesome one you know it's going to be i believe the children are our future part two because <laughs> we did a part one we're gonna have to do a part two so i think that's going to be a pretty good show and i also want to talk about something um that people don't like to talk about and we've discussed this chris it's just um we really didn't know how to approach it i want to talk about rape um the different types of rape um the different extremities of it and i really want us to talk about that um but i really want us to make sure that we kind of you know we have it researched properly because i don't want to mess that up um because it's a lot of people man that's dealing with it and just don't know how to really you know what i'm saying how to bring it out uh they keep it to themselves and a lot of those people who have been raped and who, you know, but nobody knows a lot of times, man, them people end up committing, committing suicide because of the, the, the demons and the torture that they go through from that, that happened to them. So they we become, want to talk or about they become rapers. 
true that. Yeah. And that's crazy how that works, yeah. right? Sometimes because they feel like that it's it's normal. This must be how it's supposed to be. Um, because right. they don't address it. And it's not only in females, males are also victims of it as well. And I think that that a lot of times when you talk to someone who has done that, a lot of times you dig deep enough, you'll figure out it derived from someone doing something to them. So I feel like that people have to understand that they do need to vocalize and voice that something has happened to them, you know, and speak on, you know, be able to be an advocate for somebody else and, you know, and, and, you know, kind of change the narrative of being the victim and kind of find a way to, to help someone else who maybe you could save from being victimized. Um, so it's just really, that's a really good topic. And it's a really, it's a, it's a range and it's a lot of people who need to hear that they're not alone right. or there. It happened to someone else. You know what I'm saying? So things like that. Yeah, that's a good, it's something that, like I said, it's something I definitely want to talk about. I like, I, I would but, love to talk about rape and forgiveness. Rape and forgiveness. That's something else we don't talk about. Not it's, it's something definitely people don't talk about in person. Um, mm-hmm. That need to be, you know, it needs to be addressed. And we're gonna nip it in the bud. We definitely gonna hit it on the head. Um, just waiting on that. Waiting on that. Uh, we're gonna hit that up. Uh, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good little bit before we do yeah. that particular show. Uh, but we definitely gonna do it, and I'm ready for it. So. Without further ado, we're going to boop, 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 wrap it up. But like I said, um, you know, people who are on Facebook and, uh, you know, hit myself up, hit Chris up. I think Chris was the more, um, I don't know, I'm not very reliable on on instant messenger, on messenger. So I would say uh, hit Chris up because I don't really, uh, I don't really answer my messages. Like talking about it. So. Definitely hit her up uh, with any subjects that you guys want to talk about. And, I mean, you can inbox me or cop me in it, but I would rather you talk to her. Uh, did you have anything before we close? No, I'm just excited to be back. and can't wait for you guys to hear what we have coming. Yes, sir. But anyway, everybody be blessed and y'all have a good day. And this is a wrap of the first one back. Mm-hmm.